This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to listen to the full Burt Show every day, uninterrupted, with no ads? Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. It was shocking when he said it a couple of weeks ago and I was watching it on his Instagram stories, but I understand why. I mean, sometimes Christmas can be a real old bummer because there's so much stress now that goes into Christmas that there are a lot of people like, it's too stressful, I don't even like it anymore. And that's how Moe's been. So I I made these comments on my Instagram that Christmas is not necessarily my favorite time of the year. Um, Some in part because I I don't have kids. It's not the same to me as when I was a kid. I feel like it's it's stressful, the shopping, the looking for gifts, the trying to make sure you get everybody a gift who gets you a gift, the the money that you have to spend. This is the time of year my grandma passed. I'm not the happiest. Just a whole bunch of different reasons. I did not expect it to go as viral as it did. <laughs> it, it, it went it, it went out of hand. It went crazy. It, well, it, it was little, shocking. Yeah, you're you're a little more delicate in your delivery today as to how you feel about Christmas, and I think a lot of people can relate. When you did your Insta story, you were railing on Christmas, man. Yeah, you were going in hard. You're right on okay. Christmas. I was. You were like, "F you, Christmas." <laughs> I, I, I was. Yeah. I, I was a little stressed that day. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Jesus doesn't take kindly to that. No, he doesn't. And then we we found out that Jesus might not have been born in December. It was all it was all the same. It got it got out of hand. It did. It, it got really, a little crazy. It escalated quickly. Of all the years I have been on the planet, that is the first time I had ever heard even any theory that Jesus wasn't born in December. It was shocking, yet accurate. And to all of the people who may not have heard it, like you, who follow me. They now blame me for that. Like I'm the guy that's always going to be the person who reminded them that this isn't a thing. So I think I went too far. And that's why my tone is a bit different today, because I need to apologize to the Christmas spirit. I think um, the past week, the Christmas spirit has made it very clear to me that uh, it does not appreciate me and my comments about Christmas. And the reason is because I had two gift. I had two gift exchange parties last week. And the first one was like with a bunch of friends of mine. And we all decided, let's just do a little small gift exchange, secret Santa, whatever. And everybody's going around the room. And when it's my turn for the gift, my friend realizes that he forgot my gift, left my gift at home. I didn't get a gift at all. Everybody else had a gift. Mm -hmm. Everyone was excited about their gift. It was a moment. And I didn't think much of it. It was cool. I was like, all right, don't worry about it. Christmas is not my thing anyway. How can I complain or feel the way? It's all good. Don't worry about it. But then we had the bird show gift exchange. Mm-hmm. And then the person who had me ended up being sick. 
and they weren't there. Mm-hmm. So this is like three days later now, and this is my moment, again, to get my gift. Uh-huh. And my gift isn't there. Ah, uh, so you're starting to like Christmas more now that you're not getting presents? No, I'm thinking that <laughs> it's pretty obvious that the Christmas spirit has it out for oh. me. Yes. Oh. Yes. That's I, what I think is happening I here. I see. Um, I don't know if Jesus is a karma kind of guy. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. yeah, I think his whole thing is like grace, you know, <laughs> unconditionally. And forgiveness. But it might be his thing, Jesus, the whole grace thing. But he's got pretty powerful friends like the Christmas spirit where yeah. he might just whisper in their ear like, hey, I can't do this myself, but can you take care of Mo for me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to feel like that could be a thing. I don't know if, if I have to apologize to Santa. I don't know if it's the Christmas spirit I have to apologize to. I don't know if it's Jesus. I'm really not sure who it is. It's a trifecta. You need to go all three. Yeah. So, okay, so speaking of trifecta, here's, here's what's the cherry on top for me. So my family now is also doing a gift exchange. And so the way that my mom wanted to do it was to put, like, a bunch of names into a hat. And I'm not there. My family is there. I have to be told who I have. And instead of me being told who I had, I was told that we had to do it again. Because whoever put the names in the hat, they forgot my name. No. <laughs> no. So at that point, I was always told if something happens to you three times, uh-huh. it's a clear message. Right. Somebody is sending a clear sign. Mm-hmm. I, I hope it's not Jesus, because <laughs> I don't want to have beef with Jesus. Okay, I have uh, an idea. It's going to take a little work on your part today, though. To uh, cleanse his Christmas spirit? To cleanse Please, it, yeah. I need something, man. I, I think um, just talking and apologizing about it isn't enough. I think uh, the Christmas spirit needs a wrap tomorrow, oh, an apology oh, wrap oh, from oh, you tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, It takes a little bit more effort than you just coming in here and going, oh, I'm so sorry. You have to um, sacrifice some of your time now. Okay. So it's an apology wrap to the Christmas spirit for the Christmas spirit to take it seriously. (laughs) You're never going to bring a personal story to the show, (laughs) are you? Y'all just think these wraps are so easy. (laughs) Make it look easy, man. Make it look easy. Uh, All right. right, Now, how how badly do you want to get back in the Christmas spirit's good grace? You don't have to do it, but just think of a life without a present for the next 20 years. Wow. <laughs> the funny thing is I'm questioning it. <laughs> I bet my whole this about it. <laughs> All right. I, All right. I, yeah, because it feels bad. It yeah. just it feels like I have to fix this. Yep. Yeah, you're you gonna do. cleanse it. I do, right? A little more extreme than just saying I'm sorry. All right, a Christmas wrap coming up. The Bird Show. All right, is she the a-hole for rejecting her boyfriend's proposal simply over cash? Money. She writes, I divorced my ex-husband two years ago and I've been dating my boyfriend since. There was no cheating involved. This is all above board. My ex and I were fighting a lot, but the divorce was less litigious than I expected. My ex-husband James and I were married for 21 years. In the state of Massachusetts where we live, I as his ex-spouse was able to stay on his group health insurance. In addition, the judge ordered that since I stayed home to raise our four kids, that I get alimony for life. Or until, only I, not my ex, until I remarried. In terms of health insurance, I'd lose it if either my ex-husband James or I remarried. However, James has been very open about the fact that he hates the idea of marriage and marrying again even more than he hates me still being covered under his health insurance policy. (laughs) His exact words were, well, luckily for you, it's not emotionally or financially cost effective for me to marry just to get you off my health insurance. For the entire length of our marriage, part of the reason I didn't work is because my ex is a doctor, and after doing calculations, we realized I'd never make enough to even get close to covering the childcare costs for four kids. 
I checked and saw that if I had continued my administrative job, I'd be making $17 an hour today. I have no chance of even making that now. Now, my boyfriend and I are very much in love. In many ways, I wish I'd met him first. He's empathetic, and unlike my ex, he values work-life balance instead of running between a private practice and the psych ward at the county hospital to work 24-7. However, my boyfriend and I don't live together, and besides small presents to each other, we pay for ourselves. Things were good, but my boyfriend changed after I had a pregnancy scare. He said that if I got pregnant again, he wants us to be living under one roof and not like two divorced parents. So he proposed. I was upset, but I had to turn it down because love aside... This was my health insurance and my only source of income on the line. I didn't understand why my boyfriend was so upset and didn't understand what I was talking about. He's a case manager at a nonprofit and we'd be living on half the income I'm currently living on if we take out child support. And that's bound to create tension on both sides. I just want to add, we can't move in together either. As the archaic family court laws would see and that and assume that my boyfriend and I would be sharing finances or I would be in some way supported by my boyfriend by the fact of us moving in together and I would lose all of my benefits. If we could do that, I would, but we can't. So am I the a-hole for turning down my boyfriend's proposal over money? Mm. I mean, I have an immediate reaction and that's no. She's looking out for the better interest of her kids. This isn't about like trying to um, like it's it's not a money grab. It's a it's a sustainability mm. for four kids. Um, and my dad and his girlfriend did this. There was a reason why they never got married. It's because of their retirement and mm-hmm. like all of their pensions and stuff like that. If they did, she would end up getting like half the money that she did. So they just stayed. Mm-hmm. Like engaged, companions. They, yeah, they uh-huh. stayed companions rather than getting married because it fiscally it just made more sense, and they didn't feel like they needed to do that. Now I understand if you like, you know, they end up having a kid, and he wants to he wants to seal the deal that way. But in this instance, do I think she's being a hole? No, I just think she's being a responsible mom. Does it change your opinion if the kids' ages are twenty one, nineteen, eighteen, and sixteen? No, not until they're all out of the house. Yeah, it doesn't change my mind either. And so to the point of finances, I mean, A, that's the big one here. But also, I wouldn't really want someone to propose to me just because I had a pregnancy scare either. To me, I think I would feel about that engagement the entire time I like looked down at the ring. Like, oh, he really only proposed to me because he thought we might have to co-parent together. So I think on multiple levels, no, she's not the a-hole. I think if if you're going to get engaged to someone, it's got to make sense for you on paper financially. But also, like, you know, it's got to be for the right reasons, too. Yeah, it's hard for me to argue either one of those points. I mean, especially with the way that I've been looking at marriage lately and what trying to figure out what it really means and what it's really worth. At the end of the day, if you do something that is more suitable for you and your family and your children, I, I don't think you can look at that person as an a-hole at all. I mean, I think some people, because of like movies and TV shows, you want to have like this romantic, I will do anything to be with you and I, I will sacrifice X, Y, Z. And that's just not the real world. Right. And even those kids' ages, the older they get, the more expensive they get. I mean, you're talking about cars and car insurance and things of that nature. Absolutely not. I think she's just being responsible. Yeah. I don't think she's being an a-hole. Um, and I do think that, here we go again, uh, we have to re-examine exactly everything in marriage right now, right? If you got 50, 55% of people that are getting divorced, I think it's because we are trying to follow these traditional rules that our parents put down, our grand- grandparents put down, our great-grandpappy also. You you have every, you, every 
marriage has its own DNA. So to have like this cookie cutter way of doing things isn't working. So you got to do what's right for you. I, I, I ain't mad at her at all. What did Reddit say? They're pretty split. Yeah. Some people say she's not at all because she's just looking out for herself and she wouldn't be able to make that money on her own even if she tried. And others are like, oh, so you don't want a spouse that's overly involved with their career, but then you want the financial stability that comes from being supported by one that what is? She's an a-hole. So it really, I would say more towards she's not an a-hole, but there are a lot of people calling her one. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Taylor Swift has gone too far as far as the Swifties are concerned. So $1,000 concert tickets? No problem. The worst merch collection of any artist? Whatever. (laughs) But asking them to rent the Eras Tour movie at home for $20? Absolutely not. So Taylor's new Eras Tour movie hit Prime yesterday, and the rental price is her favorite number, $19.89, so $19.89. And I'm like, well, dang, I wish she'd been born in $9.99. That would have been great. (laughs) And Swifties are starting to feel like she's preying on the fandom. Like, we've spent so much money on this woman in the last year that renting the movie for nearly $20 feels like a lot. So now reports are coming out on social media that the film set a new record for being the most pirated movie in less than 24 hours. Oh, I bet. Swifties do do up a record. But on Twitter yesterday, people were just freely sharing Google Drives with it linked in there. They were sharing where you could find it for free. I mean, they were taking pride in something they could literally go to jail for. So I'm curious, what is the comparison? Because I can't remember the last time I, I, I bought a movie to stream. Like, what is the average movie cost when it comes out? Like the Barbie movie, how much did that cost? Cost to stream if you buy out. it, if you buy it or yeah. you rent it. No, if you like, if, if you, you buy it, movies. huh? Or if you buy it? No, no, no. Like it was in the movies, and mm-hmm. now it's available for you oh. to purchase to stream. How much does it cost? Twenty bucks. Twenty yeah. bucks. Yeah, like yeah. twenty bucks. Twenty dollars. But you don't truly get to keep it. Like if the streaming service splits the rights, you from you lose the movie. But it's yours to watch as many times as you want. Rentals are like three ninety nine, mm-hmm. five ninety nine, that sort of thing. Gotcha. So it's on. It's an average price, then, right? Well, when Barbie came out, it was twenty dollars, and even I felt like that was a little steep. Yeah. But I rented a movie a couple of weeks ago. It was just like a rom com called The Other Zoe. I think it was like three ninety nine to rent. Which, okay, fair that Taylor Swift, these, the Eras Tour is a bigger deal, but like $20 to only watch it for 24 hours is kind of crazy. Now, is Eras Tour still in theaters? Because I will say if it's one of those ones where, that hits theaters and then they release it early, the streaming, those are like 35 Because I've shelled that out for a couple like Disney movies or Marvel or something because I didn't want to go to the theaters. And I felt like that was appropriate because I would have spent that on tickets. So I didn't realize you're only, this is to rent? Yeah, 24 hours. To rent? Yes, to rent. So you don't get to buy it. I think Swifties would have been fine, like $20 to keep it forever, whatever. I think they're upset that you only get like, you know, 48 hours to watch it for $20. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And yeah. I know she added some songs or whatever, like she always does to entice people. Like, the, the, the formula has, the formula is formuling. Um, <laughs> but that's ridiculous. I think today yeah. is the day. Today is the day we realize that Taylor Swift is greedy and a bad person. <laughs> I don't know if she's your capitalist queen. <laughs> she is the capitalist queen. Uh, she's the only billionaire I'll, I'll deal with. But yeah, Swifties are not happy. So yeah, if you're thinking about pirating the movie, don't. Um, it's illegal. So well, please don't. Know. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, send it to me. I'm so paranoid. I'm not even watching it. Are you I'm not, serious? I'm not, cli- I'm not clicking on any of it. I don't want to be involved in any kind of like Swifty SWAT scheme where they're going <laughs> to, the SWAT team's going to bust down the Burt Show studio door and be like, I don't even watch it. And you're then I'm going to go to jail. 
fail. Your generation is weak. You would have never survived in the LimeWire Napster era. Oh, no, never. Never, 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 never. No, no, no. You know, Taylor's so nice, though. I tell you what, she will, she will knock on everybody's door that complains. She will find them. <laughs> she will show up at their house and go, I'm really sorry. Here's your $20 back. No, she doesn't give a crap anymore. She is in her IDGAF era. To talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. It's your breaking Tavis news now on The Bird Show. Well, Travis Kelsey should be very happy that Swifties are ready to spend money because on the New Heights podcast, Jason and Travis spoke about how well their jerseys are selling in the United Kingdom. Jason shared that he came in second in total overall jersey sales to his brother. He's like, there must be a lot of Swifties in England uh, that are accidentally buying Jason's jersey thinking, oh, well, this is Kelsey. Oh. Or they're at least trying to support Taylor Swift's <laughs> boyfriend's brother. I don't put this on uh, Taylor. I don't put this on Travis. But, you know, for our homework, we have to go through and find out what's going on in pop culture. And the number one trending thing yesterday was, or yet the day before, a picture of Travis and Taylor kissing. Yeah! That was it. That's it. That's it. That was it. Just the the smooch. That was it. That's what people do when they date. That's what, that was it. Okay. It was cute as hell. Number one news story in the world. Because they were at a Christmas party in Kansas City, right? Yeah, they went to one of those miracle pop-up bars, and we got to see a photo of them being all couple. It was really cute. All right, Oprah. (laughs) Oprah's opening up about the women she was pressured to cast for the color purple. I'll tell you what pop icon we could have seen in the movie on your next E-Buzz on the Burt Show. The Burt Show. Murder is the name that they gave her. (laughs) (laughs) Kristen almost killed everybody in her neighborhood last night. Man. Murderer! (sighs) I'm just going to have to take the L on this. This is a hard pill to swallow. I'm going to have to put the baking on a shelf for a while. (gasps) Yeah, that goes in line with what we've seen here in studio. I feel like we got something to do with this now. Uh-huh. <laughs> After the whole, you know, we did the Burt Show, the great Burt Show bake-off, and I came in dead last with my gray <laughs> banana muffins and Burt's burnt loaf wiped the floor with me. I tried to not let it get into my head when I did my Christmas baking this year, okay? I tried. <laughs> and I do this every year. It's in, like, my mom made cookies with us as kids, like... I know how to bake, and I've always done well until this year. Well, I, you know, let's give yourself a little bit of grace here. Uh, first of all, I applaud you for getting back in the cockpit. It took Maverick a long time also when yeah. he killed Goose. I felt uh, the need. The need for sure. <laughs> right? So at least you went back in there, and I'm sure it was very stressful, yeah. and you're having PTSD, uh-huh. but, but you did it. I did it. And let me just say, my chocolate crinkles... Came out fantastic. According to you. Peanut butter Buckeyes, you can't, I mean, you seriously can't screw those up. Th- those, those are good. My husband taste tested all of this stuff, right? Um, I tried a new recipe, these little M&M cookies. Meh, they're not going to make the rotation next year. They weren't that great. Mm. Um, How much time do you spend in that kitchen baking each holiday? Two days. Two days. Wow. So the chocolate wow. chip cookie. Think of all the things you, productive things you could be doing with those two days. I'm making memories with my son, too. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> Make some memories with us and bring some of that stuff in. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Let him finish that one. We'd rather you the not. Bu- the, bu- <laughs> the chocolate chip cookies were perfect. The sugar cookies were perfect. There was another recipe I decided to go rogue with this year, right? So I'm trying to introduce a new recipe into the mix. And I decided not to do the pecan butter balls that I always do because I wanted to add a little pop of color 
to my cookie box that I pass out to all my neighbors. I got like eight neighbors I give cookies to, okay? Because my husband is very friendly with them. I don't, you know, I'm kind of like a little hermit in the house. So I'm trying to do my part to be neighborly. Mm -hmm. I bought these cute little boxes off of Amazon. I got special ribbon to wrap them. They get a card. Like, it's a whole, like, it's a nice little gift. And so I make the cookies, and Bart does a delivery to three of our neighbors. The two on either side of us and a neighbor across the street, because that's who's home. Jimmy, my two-year-old, goes with him. Jimmy's carrying the cookies. He's supposed to say, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and it was fine. And then the next day, I'm prepping the boxes for the rest of the neighbors. And Bart looks at me as I'm putting my, my new cookie that I put into rotation into the box. And he goes, that has cream cheese in it, right? I'm like, yeah, it's a like um, a red velvet cookie uh -huh. with a cream cheese frosting oh, in the middle. Sounds amazing. It's got like white chocolate in it, like oh. white chocolate chunks in it as well. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's tasty. Mm -hmm. um, and it looks pretty because that's a pop of red I wanted. <laughs> and I go, yeah. He goes, those were refrigerated, but those other ones stayed out, right? I go, yeah. And the ones we passed out, we didn't tell them to refrigerate it, right? Uh-oh. And I said, no, but you shouldn't have to, right? So my husband does this Googling because we had, you have to set the cream cheese out to soften so you can make the cream cheese frosting. And according to the internet, you had about two hours before you got popped that puppy into the refrigerator, okay? Really? It was cream cheese. That sounds conservative. Yeah. Well, my husband's conservative. Mm-hmm. So he felt it was necessary to text the neighbors and let them know if you didn't eat that cookie last night, you got to throw it away. <laughs> Otherwise, you can make yourself sick. So now I'm kind of embarrassed or whatever. But he texts. We have a group text of the neighbors who received said cookies. Hi! Exclamation. This is from my husband because I want nothing to do with this. I hope you're enjoying your holiday cookies. I'm texting because I should have told you to refrigerate the red cookie. The cookie in the picture is made with cream cheese icing. It needs to be refrigerated to make sure it's safe to eat. And first neighbor text. We are. Thank you so much. Okay. I'll make sure it goes in there. And then the next text comes in. Our four-year-old already threw up in oh, the middle of the night. Oh, no. And missed no. school today. No, no, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Bart says, I hope that you're joking. And he responds, No, no reasons for jokes. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we respond back because if she, she, Threw up in the middle of the night last night. That means they ate the cookie when we delivered it last night, like, you know, two nights ago. <laughs> and we texted back, and, and Bart said, I'm so sorry to hear that, but I don't think the cookies, the culprit, they were properly handled and refrigerated up until delivery last night. If they weren't refrigerated overnight and eaten today, that it might be a concern. We ate them last night with no issue. I hope she's feeling better. So if she ate it the night we delivered it, the cookie was fine. Uh -huh. We were just hitting him up the day after like, hey, if that puppy stayed out all night, don't eat it. And then 
Another text came in from the other neighbor that got the cookie (laughs) and said, oh, no. Sorry, blank. We also had some yesterday. And we are good as well. Oh. Oh. So he took one of I took them. one four-year-old down. No, okay. I swear to God. <laughs> I don't, I don't think, I sincerely, because J- Jimmy's been sick, there's something going around. I sincerely don't think it was the cookie that took out the four-year-old. But there for a minute, when I can tell you I'm in my house, and I'm like, I'm never doing this again. Like, I'm never, like, I, uh, this is so embarrassing. And you have to send text messages to your neighbors after you just gifted them holiday cookies. Like, hey, don't eat this. You might cry yourself. <laughs> I think the universe might be giving you some signs that <clears throat> maybe it's just a, a time to take a, a little a little bit of time off of, of baking. I did. I took 365 days off. I only do this at Christmas. Um, maybe another 365. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> maybe by next year, you'll be back. So this is just my little PSA. Apparently, if you make a cookie with a cream cheese icing... <laughs> It needs to stay refrigerated. <laughs> we are the least spirited group. Mo hates Christmas. You're killing people with your cookies around Christmas. I'm I mean, Jewish. You're Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> I have religious guilt. <laughs> do you okay. know how hard it was for me to share that? Uh, I applaud you. you I really it was do. like that. I'm sweating over here. I'm so embarrassed. I. I I, I think we should probably save this for later in the show, but maybe we should just do it right now. Just in order to make Kristen feel better about food poisoning a don't, four-year-old. Don't ask me to make a rap about this. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know it's kind of early and, and it's like trying to find a needle in a haystack here, but if you have ever uh, baked... And or um, cooked is anything for somebody. If you what? Or cooked anything for cooked somebody. For anything for, for somebody and you gave them food poisoning. one eight five five virtual Or you were on the other side of it also. That somebody cooked for you around Thanksgiving. one eight five five virtual And you got food poisoning and you are sick for a couple of days. Why don't you give us a call? It will comfort Kristen in knowing there are strength in numbers that... She's not the only one that's nearly killed a four-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of that TikTok trend. I'm sure you've seen it, Abby. You can't eat at everybody's house. And it shows people doing things like one person washes the lid of their toilet seat in the dishwasher. And yeah. Oh. And like, what? Yes. Wait, say that again? The lid of the toilet seat where you sit to wash it, they'll put it in the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And this guy comes what? in and goes, you can't eat at everybody's house. <laughs> And other ones, like, they'll be potlucks and they'll have, you know, the, um, like, Reynolds foil trays that you would, baking mm-hmm. trays you would get from, like, a grocery store. They were scooping the casserole off and they had left all the, like, stickers and plastic <gasps> on the bottom. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So, you I can't mean, eat at everybody's house. I saw the one of the person washing all of their greens in their bathtub. <gasps> In the tub, like right after taking a shower, just washing the greens. What in the hell is wrong with people? <laughs> don't know. This the, is making me feel better, so thank okay, you. Yeah. Okay. These are two places that don't coexist. The bathroom and the kitchen? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kristen, let's try to give you a little bit of comfort here. You're not the only person that is uh, try to kill neighbors with <laughs> baked goods. Uh, good morning, Bircho. Who is this? Hey, this is Shay. Hey, look at all these phones. Kristen, you're wow. not alone. Thank you. A whole bunch of murders around this area. <laughs> okay. No, 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 stop. We're not murderers. It's manslaughter because it wasn't intentional. Okay. <laughs> all right, baking manslaughter stories. Good morning. Who is this? 
so this is Shay. Um, it's actually not a baking thing, but so my boyfriend at the time years ago had made me some grilled wings. So I'm home, I'm eating these wings. They're so good. But in my mind, I'm like, wow, these are like really super chewy. But I just keep eating them. I ate like eight. Ooh. Oh my God. In the middle of the night, I am crawling to the bathroom. I'm banging on the wall because my stomach is killing me. When I say vomit everywhere, like I didn't even make it to the toilet. The wings were not cooked all the way. Oh. You got salmonella poisoning, didn't you? It was horrible. It's terrible. Yes, it was horrible. Oh, my gosh. I wanted to break up with him so bad. I was so pissed off. That's, that, that's a break up a bull face. Yeah, right. Yeah. That, that man must have been very good in bed. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, food poisoning is the worst. I don't know if anybody oh. else in here has had it. It is terrible, horrible, man. There's nothing you can do about it. You're stuck for two days. Hey, Tyler, good morning. You're on the Burt Show. We're talking about uh, baking manslaughter stories. <laughs> yeah. Um, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Um, about uh, about five or six years ago, my sister-in-law decided to bake her, her sister, my, my uh, baby mama at the time. Well, she's still my baby mama. <laughs> <laughs> she, she baked the cake. And, and, and because her birthday is around Thanksgiving. So we always celebrate her birthday on Thanksgiving and she baked the cake and, and, and we cut into it and we were all ready to eat it. And it, it, it was, it was going around the room and everybody was like, man, this, this cake is very moist. It was, it was very not good. And <laughs> come to find out she didn't leave it in long enough. Uh-huh. And, uh, we had lots of upset stomachs around the family mm. for the entire, uh, Thanksgiving holiday. So well, eggs will do that. It's not enjoyable. Oh, it's mm-hmm. the eggs. See, you can put eggs okay. in. Yeah. Okay. All right. One more here. Uh, Tina, who'd you almost kill? Um, my son and a bunch of his fraternity brothers. Uh, the, day be- <laughs> the day before their graduation, we had a big party. Um, I had made pulled pork. I had carried it with me down to Georgia Southern. It was hot. Um, yeah, I didn't eat any of it because it was just, it was hot. But they all loved it. And then the next day, we're sitting at the graduation outside in the sun. And one by one, we see them getting up and running to the bathroom. Oh, no. Oh, no. Was, uh, okay, I can laugh about it now, but I was so... Sad. I mean, but they they missed half their graduation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you for, you doing, for calling. Yeah. Thank you for doing I that. I just want to let you know you're not the only one. I mean, and the phone lines were lit up. Team manslaughter. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Burt Show. The Burt Show. <laughs> Women, you're tripping yourself up all the time. You make these verbal requests or you tell people verbally that, no, nah, I'm good. When the truth of the matter is, you're not. Yeah. You're not. I'm just trying to keep the peace in my family, especially uh, on, on a time where we're supposed to be focusing on on family and joy and being together. And it's this, peace on earth time. It's peace on earth time. And this is the one year I will not be spending Christmas with my family. And I'm acting like I'm going to be okay with it. But uh, in reality, I don't have the balls to tell them. So I'm going to talk about it on the radio, which is what I typically do. <laughs> Why have adult conversations when I could just talk about my family to the entire nation? So... One of my favorite things about this job, other than, you know, getting frostbite every day in this freezing studio, uh, is how much vacation time we have. I have never had this much vacation time with the job ever, with the, you know, two seconds that I worked at my old job. We have so much times that I get to go home and I get to keep all my doctors. And so every time we have a vacation, I typically have a doctor visit. And this summer when I went to my dentist, they're like, hey, we got some bad news. 
uh, we got to cut you up. We got to get you. We got to. We got to get all four wisdom teeth out of your mouth. And I'm like, oh god, this is really bad for somebody who talks for a living. There's really not a convenient time to get your wisdom teeth out. So I pull out my calendar and I'm I'm going to the oral surgeon and we're comparing schedules. And I was like, hey, I talk for a living, so there's really only a couple of days that this is gonna work for me. A set amount of vacation time that I can come back and get this done. What works for you? So we look at the calendars and really the only day that works for me to get this procedure done is Christmas Eve Eve. So December 23rd. Ooh, yeah, because nobody, nobody is going in for any kind of dental surgery that close to Christmas. So of course the day is open. <laughs> yep, yep. And I have enough time to recover so that when I come back, I won't be like chipmunk cheeks. And I just have a history of, of swelling and bruising and just not looking good when, proceed, when stuff gets done. So I was like, I need as much time for this uh, swelling to go down so the haters on Facebook can leave me alone. So I call my mom and I said, hey, I just want to make sure we don't have to do any traveling for Christmas. No one's really coming over. You know I'm going to be busted up for like a good week and I'm not going to schedule it on December 23rd if there's some kind of conflict. So she's like, yeah, yeah, like, you know, we do all of our traveling before Christmas. We always spend Christmas at home. Nobody ever comes and visit us. Um, It should be no big deal. So throughout the last six months, I've always done kind of like a little check-in. You know, when I was at the bachelorette party, I was like, hey, just making sure none of the family's making comments about coming to Christmas or us going to see them for Christmas. And she's like, no, no, we're fine. We're fine. I'm doing the check-ins. And so finally, when Thanksgiving came around and I visited them, I was like, perfect. I'm in the clear. I just checked in with her again. We got to do nothing for Christmas. We've seen all of all of our family now at Thanksgiving. I should be good for this thing that I have to do on December 23rd. I'm literally leaving Thanksgiving dinner. I'm in my car and I get a text from her. I'm parked. I'm not reading while I'm driving. And I see a text from her and she says, hey, so uh, how would you feel about spending Christmas in Tampa this year with with my side of the family. And I just, I turn into a keyboard warrior. I'm like, are you kidding me? I have been texting you about this for the last six months. You know that I'm going to be busted up and looking horrible for the, for, you know, a week over Christmas break. It's bad enough that I have to get surgery before Christmas. And now you want me to see other people while I look like a chipmunk? And she's like, take a deep breath. It's going to be fine. And so I send off that text. And then she texts me back an hour later. She goes, hey, so your cousin's fiance got us a, press box for the Jags versus Bucks game in Tampa. Your brother really wants to go. How do you feel about us getting you an Airbnb where you can hang out by yourself while we're at the game? I'm like, well, that sounds horrible. Not only am I going to be by myself on Christmas, but I'm going to be by myself in a new city. (laughs) And I just send her a text back because now I'm feeling like the a-hole because my cousin's got this press box. Her her fiance's dad is like this big ex-Bucks player. So, you know, it's going to be a bunch of famous people in Tampa. Like, I don't want them to miss out on it. So I'm like, it's Fine. You guys have a great time without me, but I don't want to go. So I will spend Christmas alone in Jacksonville. So that was the last of our conversation. And as of right now, it looks like I will be spending Christmas Eve and Christmas Day with Mm. my chipmunk cheeks by myself in my house. Oh, man. Oh, wow. I have two thoughts here. My first one is really bad. Just that when I heard you say that you were going your wisdom teeth done, I thought, oh. She gets sedated for that. Yeah, no, I was thinking about the anesthesia video, yes. too. What? No, it wasn't the video. Oh. I was thinking it was the high I was thinking about. Oh, yes. <laughs> the drugs. I love going under like that. And the second thing is this. Um, in all sin- sincerity, 
Uh, I tried this one year. I had moved from Washington, D, uh, from San Diego to Washington, D.C., and I didn't want to impose on the family I was staying with, even though they invited me. I was working for him, and I was going to become part of the family. I just felt uncomfortable. I, I was only there for a couple of days, and I just didn't want to be there for Christmas. So I decided that I was going to spend Christmas by myself. It was as hard a day as I had in a very long time. I thought, like, it's not, a, it's just a day, big deal. It's the first time. It's one day. Man, it just feels, well, it is. Everywhere you go is all Christmassy, and you know you're not part of it. So it was a, just prepare for a very difficult day. Uh, secondly, I ended up in a Fridays, TGI Fridays that day, uh, just because I wanted to drink. And I wanted to be around at least the two people that were going to be at Fridays. And I opened up that door, and I got to tell you, that place was a convention of losers just like me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will second that experience. Um, and this is coming from somebody who's not even the biggest Christmas fan. But I'll never forget the one year I spent Christmas by myself. It was because I was literally on the line to board a flight. And I got a call from my entire family saying they all had COVID. And oh, and they everybody in the house that. had it. Remember that? Yeah. And I wanted to go anyway. That's how bad I didn't want to spend Christmas alone. But they were like, we can't do that. Because if something were to happen, no one will be able to forgive themselves. So I literally stayed for that entire week of Christmas by myself in my apartment. Family's all out there. And it, it was... It was genuinely one of the worst experiences of my life. You guys weren't making this any better. <laughs> this is the reality. So like, be prepared for the worst day of your life. You want to hear something really stupid that I did really stupid this year? Uh, because I'm just getting, you know, I had broken up and um, my kids are with their mom on Christmas. So I'm going to be alone on Christmas. So um, for the week, I am going to Cape Town, South Africa. And for whatever reason, when I booked the trip, because I was in Brazil for Thanksgiving and they don't celebrate Thanksgiving down in Brazil, my first thought was, well, I'm going to be in Cape Town. They don't even celebrate Christmas in Cape Town. <laughs> and I, You're then, so pretty. Right? <laughs> oh, wow, what an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Um, if Move your oral surgery to our spring vacation. It's that true. way you can go make those memories with your family. Unless is it really jacking you up now? The teeth? They were kind of like, you need to do it as soon as possible. And so I'm like, whatever. It's just one vacation. And this is our longest one. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll have the most amount of time mm. to recover because what if, I don't know, what if I, what if I have a fun spring vacation and then I got to do it all over again, you know? No, Kristen's right. Move it to your spring vacation and then plan an international trip and leave your family behind and still spend Christmas <laughs> alone in another foreign city. <laughs> so like, Reverse Home Alone. Yes. You know what? I moved my, my, I went ahead and moved my surgery, but I'm still not spending it with you guys because you abandoned me. So I'm abandoning you in the country. Yeah. Just think about it twice. It's a hard day. Yeah. It is. And especially I, if you're going to be all like, I know I'm going to be yeah, ugly yeah, yeah. and I can't drink. It's not, and I'm going to be alone. God, it's my worst nightmare. Yeah, that's a bad combination. Being ugly and sober. Ooh, that's a tough life. I was just thinking about pain. Some people got to do that their whole life. What's wrong with you? In hindsight, I guess it's only bad I got to do it for just one day. Yeah, I'll stay safe out there for the other 364. Get it. The Bird Show. All right, Paula here wants some help here. She is wondering, can she and her man survive when one loves Christmas and the other one hates Christmas? She wants to know, should she ditch a date? Make a move or wait? Should she keep them all dumb? She wants to know if she should banish him or be smashing him, bury his bones or jump him. Good morning, Paula. Ditch or date? Good morning. Good morning. Okay, so I 
So I recently started seeing this guy, and it was going really well until we hit this kind of seasonal roadblock, I'll say. And I'm a big fan of Christmas, the lights, the movies, the music. So I was really excited to show him my traditions. But when I suggested going to see the Christmas lights, he refused. And I was like, okay, maybe he's just not into lights. So I proposed a night in with Elf, one of my all-time favorites. And again, he says no. Then he tells me he hates Christmas. He finds the entire season and all the traditions completely ridiculous. He's not just indifferent. He has this aversion to it. Like, he doesn't even like gift giving. But he still goes to his parents' house for dinner, and that's his whole celebration. I respect that, you know, he has preferences and opinions, and maybe he has reasons, like some sort of, like, childhood trauma around Christmas, and I don't want to be dismissive. But on the other hand, Christmas is, like, a big part of my life. It's more than just a holiday. It brings me joy, and I always looked forward to sharing that with a partner. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I should keep seeing him and hope it changes. And if it doesn't, this might be a big problem for me. So what do you think? <laughs> uh, let's get some help from uh, Bircho fam here. one 855 If one person in the house absolutely loves Christmas and the other one is like, I am, I don't even want to celebrate it. Can you do that? Can one person have Christmas on one <laughs> side of the house and nothing on the other side? <laughs> it, it's like a house divided yeah. for the holidays. I mean, if... If opposing teams can cohabitate, <laughs> I would think people who like and don't like. Hate's a very strong word. So I like to get the the why behind it. Did he not elaborate as to why he hates Christmas? Not like you're interrogating him, but just out of a curiosity, like, all right, well, I love it and I love it for this reasons. Why do you hate it? No, he didn't really express his feelings at all. He was just like, oh, it's lame. It's cheesy, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Christmas is cheesy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel like I'm with Kristen. There's got to be some deep-seated There's gotta be reason why he's so anti. Yeah, Paula, I just, I think you should dump this guy. I think you should ditch him because I don't think you like him that much. I mean, as somebody who talks to their friends a lot about the red flags they are willing to ignore and the guys they really like, I think the fact that you're coming to us with uh, with any kind of hesitation and kind of feeling like, well, I don't know if I should do that. I just don't think you like him that much because it would be so easy to overlook this very small red flag if you were into him. Uh, here is John, who wants to be on The Voice Disguiser, who has lived your life. Hey, John, good morning. <laughs> hey, good morning. Yeah, uh, when my wife and I first started dating a few years ago, I absolutely hated Christmas, and she was the complete opposite. Same exact situation. And, you know, the first two years, it was hard for the both of us because I didn't want to do all the festive things, and she wanted to go all out. But eventually, she made me realize, hey, if you really love me, you'll change something. I don't know what happened to you in your childhood, blah, blah, blah. And that made me realize, you know, I'm holding on to trauma that's not letting me experience this wonderful uh, hmm. holiday. Good for so, you. Good for you, bro. Yeah, so I, I went through a lot of uh, personal realizations and stuff, and... Now it's it's my favorite time of the year because it's it's like everyone says it sounds cliche or whatever you know it's full of joy and love and family and blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, good for you for it's doing the work, man. Again. Yeah, yeah, good yeah, for you. Yeah. So the person loves 
He'll he'll do the work as well. I feel like. All right, I appreciate you calling. Thank you. Well, that's hopeful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, and just for a future reference, uh, Jesus knows who you are, if, even if you're on the voice disguise. Fool <laughs> 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 him. Fool <laughs> us. Good morning, Bert Show. Who is this? Oh, this is Quana. Quana, what's going on? You hate Christmas, or it's your husband or our partner that hates no, Christmas? My my husband hated Christmas. Okay. He did not like Christmas at all. So I would be the one to decorate the house, do everything when we were first together. Um, and it's like 10, 12 years later now. He he loves Christmas. He decorated the house. Like I, I did all this stuff initially for like four or five years. And I just did it because I love Christmas. I'm like, I'm decorating. I'm doing this. I'm cooking. We're doing whatever. So now, like, he just, it kind of, like, rubbed off on him. And now he's, like, I would rate Christmas a 15. He might rate it, like, an 8 on a scale from 1 to 10. I was going to ask, like, how you turned him around. I just, you know, I think my happiness and him seeing, and and also we have kids now. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think my happiness and him seeing, like, how much joy Christmas brings me, even if I, like, get presents, don't get presents. Like, I just like Christmas time. It doesn't, like, Mm -hmm. that stuff doesn't matter. I just like being with my family. And he's a family person, so I don't know if that, like, that kind of helps. But he... He put up the lights. He decorated the house. He's like, what'd you order? I'm like, I ordered unicorns. He's like, all right. When, <laughs> when, when, when are we putting out the, the snowman and the unicorns? So he turned them around. Yeah, okay. Uh, and following what our callers are saying, I hate to say you, you should ditch somebody over this, but if it's not trauma-based, then you should ask yourself why they don't find happiness in making you happy. <gasps> Ooh! Which, which is why I have not celebrated Christmas for the last five years. But if you go in there now, it's a Christmas tree up, it's lights up, it's gifts everywhere. Because you should find happiness in making your partner Aww. happy. Agreed. Get it? The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. Oprah says she was pressured to cast two pop icons in her latest film, The Color Purple. So she's one of the film's producers, and she told the Hollywood Reporter that there was a lot of pressure to cast Beyonce or Rihanna. She said, to be completely honest about it, if you're doing the film for 30 or $40 million, the interest in the cast would be very different. Once the film moved to 90 to $100 million, then everybody wants to bring Beyonce. They're like, can you get Beyonce or can you get Rihanna? So we're sitting in a room saying, listen, we love Beyonce, we love Rihanna, but there are other actors that can do this job. Unpopular opinion. Beyonce's not a good actress. <laughs> <laughs> She's a phenomenal singer. She's a phenomenal performer. I didn't even like her voice acting in The Lion King. Dang, bro. You're coming strong with Katie here, her number one supporter right next to you, who watches your child. <laughs> I, 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 hold, I understand why people say that, and I do not agree. Okay. Uh, I I don't think she's the best actress, but I think the, given given the a certain role, she can be good. Like Cadillac kind of like Records, she was good. Mm-hmm. In Carmen, the hip hop opera thing, she was bad. Mm-hmm. Obsessed, iffy. You know, I think it just depends on the role. Mm-hmm. Mo, you want to on this? Uh, Katie and I have had this debate more times than I can remember on in the moment. I mean, over and over and over again, Katie just will not accept it. No one can be that amazing at everything. Okay, she is incredible. Okay. She's incredible at a lot of things. I'm not saying. She's the best actress. She's not. She's no. okay. No, she's trash. No, she's not. Don't <laughs> you get Whoa. 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 Never in your life says she's 
trash. <laughs> and don't I'm sorry. No. I've been keeping it no. real. Man. I've been keeping it real. She, no. just, she rides that middle. Like there's oh, just man. there's no range, and it's just kind of like meh. Katie's about to scurry over this whole desk right here, like those little kids do on a tennis court when they're picking up the balls. <laughs> when somebody hits ball into the net, she's about to crawl over there and smack you upside the head. <laughs> she she might as well have the script in her hand as she's acting <laughs> in these films. Wow. It's that bad. Did you not like, watch Cadillac Records? Yes. No. Yes, Clearly did. you did. They carried her. No, they didn't. <laughs> they did. She was at a... <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Oh. She was at a disadvantage. That's kind of a mic drop. You might, you might just want to get out of here. <laughs> Back to you, Abby. <laughs> Thanks, Katie, for throwing it back to me at the desk. I'm scared now. <laughs> Listen, you're, I think I think that you have some valid points here because I mean, again, Beyonce's great at a lot of things. You know, we like to think that God's not just going to give everybody all the talent, and this would have been a leading role for a massive film. And I think it's fair that you know you got to give that opportunity to somebody else, but there's also I think it would have stole the spotlight from a lot a lot of other incredible actresses that are mm-hmm. also in this film. We've got Halle Bailey, Fantasia, Sierra. We got her and Taraji P. Henson. They're all in this mm-hmm. film. And I think is Oprah in it too? I think Oprah's in it too. No, what Beyonce's next project, she needs to work with people that are really, really bad at acting <laughs> to make her seem just a little bit better. Exactly. Seem more talented in this area. Mm-hmm. And also because like the color purple, that's an iconic film that's getting remade. So you you want the best of the best to be represented mm-hmm. in this I'm, film. I'm very, very nervous about them remaking yes. this movie. It's yeah. one of my favorites of all time. I don't think it should be remade, but I, I hope they do it justice. It's a bold, it was a bold choice to do very it. Very bold. Well, because Oprah's involved in it, there's almost like, you know it's going to be a good project, but you might be like, just the comparisons are always going to be there for the older generation, but if you're new and you see it, I think it'll be a great movie, but if you're stuck in that comparison mode, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to, I don't see how it can meet the original. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I also think there's something to casting in an icon like Beyonce in a film, because it just kind of takes you out of the movie, because you're watching this film where everyone's, you know, transforming into different characters, and then all of a sudden you're like, Beyonce? Like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. But on the red carpet, uh, Oprah was walking, and, and people noticed Oprah looks pretty good and she opened up about something that's been pretty controversial and that's weight loss drugs and somebody asked her about you know what's going on with her she looks fit she looks amazing and she said hey what's going on with Oprah <laughs> <laughs> she looks all she looks all healthy and what, are you okay now Cassie and I someone check on her <laughs> Cassie and I saw a picture of her in her purple outfit on the red carpet and it was very obvious to us that she's taking advantage of the, the weight loss drugs yeah. that they have out there right now she revealed that she said the fact that there is a medically approved prescription for managing weight and staying healthier in my lifetime feels like a relief, like redemption, like a gift and not something to hide behind and once again be ridiculed for. I'm absolutely done with the shaming from other people and particularly myself. And she said for her because it was the Mm yo-yoing. She would just go from one extreme to the other which wasn't healthy for her and so this is is why that was her choice. Uh, This is me not shaming. This is me just warning that if you guys don't watch the news a lot, 
Uh, it was a big story yesterday that poison centers are getting huge increase in calls because of Ozempic. And it's not necessarily the drug. It's the way that people are taking it. So you might want to read that article and Google it today. Ooh. All right. He was worth $11 billion. So why did he name his gardener the heir to his fortune? I'll tell you about this former employee who basically won the lottery on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Super curious if there is anybody listening that just rolled the dice. Like, you were married. There you were. You're supposed to live your life with this person till death do you part. But then somebody from your past reemerges and you decide to cash in. Like, this is the person I was supposed to be with. While I love my husband, I don't deeply love him or her the way I love this person that was in my life before. So you cashed in, got the divorce, and you ended up with who you considered your soulmate. Really curious how that ended up. one 855 And the reason why I'm asking here is because Kat, who wants to be on the voice disguiser, might be going through the exact same thing right now. Hey, Kat. Hey there. Hey, okay. So tell us where you're at now with your husband, how long you've been married, the history there. And then the one that got away is back. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel horrible. I just want to put that out there. I feel horrible about the situation, but I didn't know who else to ask. So I've been with my husband for seven years. We've been married since September of last year. So just over a year. Um, and shortly before I got married, um, an ex reached out to me, not in a romantic way, just kind of like, you know, the way we ended kind of sucked. And he is married as well. Um, and there hasn't been any inappropriate conversations or anything, but I just have these feelings that I can't pretend like I don't. And I'm just really struggling with it because I feel like maybe I'm doing something wrong by having them. And so I don't really, I don't really know kind of how to go about this situation because we, we stopped talking for a year and a half shortly before I got married. Um, we stopped talking and then we started talking again and the feelings have come back, but it's not like the same, I guess. It's not as intense. And so maybe I'm thinking that right before I got married, it might've just been some jitters. And so I don't really know. Yeah, this one's complicated. Okay. So the first question is, are there kids involved? No. Okay. Mm. Not on my side. He has kids, but uh, not my husband. Sorry. The ex has kids, but not, we don't. Your your husband has kids or the, the one that got away has kids? No, the ex, the ex has kids. Okay. And you asked in your email, is it possible to be in love with two people at the same time? Mo, is it possible to yeah. be in love with two people at the same time? I personally don't believe so. I, I, I think typically if you believe you're in love with two people at the same time, to me, it means you may not be in love with either one of them. Because to me, an ex is an ex for a reason. So... If that didn't work out, it didn't work out for whatever reason it didn't work out. And to say that you're truly happy in your marriage, then that to me would mean that there's no reason to even consider reconciling or going back to where you were because you're happy where you are. And maybe it has something to do with the ex or maybe it doesn't. But some part of you is not as happy as you believe yourself to be. Yeah, I want to believe what Mo is saying, uh, that if you are truly in love and this is the person that you are supposed to be with, then I don't think anybody can penetrate that. That you don't risk anything. You hold on to that person for as, as tightly as you can and you build up this wall to keep all the toxicity out because it's the most important relationship in your life. And I want to believe it that 
you would make wise choices in order to keep that relationship if you if that is truly love. Well, you guys have clearly never seen The Bachelor because those people yeah. fall in love twice all the time. <laughs> I think it's possible to have really strong feelings for two people at the same time. I think people's definition of love varies. And I think you have to be honest with yourself, like looking back on the relationship with your ex, like if you had to be brutally honest with what was wrong with that relationship and why it ended, what would you it say was, about it? It was so me. Um, I'm the one who messed up that relationship. And I will say, like, I know nobody's perfect, but I don't think I've really ever messed up a relationship before other than that one. So there is some guilt and shame that comes along with what took place. And so it does make it a little bit more complicated. Can you be more specific? Like, how did you mess it up? I, I cheated on him when he, God, this is so bad. When he was deployed, I cheated on him. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so me... when we got back, he didn't really want, he didn't really want to see me at that time, which I totally understand. Um, and so we never really, I guess, had closure so much as far as, like what took place, but I got that when we talked a year and a half ago, I got the closure that I needed as far as that goes. So I just, it's a struggle. Like I, I, yeah. Um, Kat, just one question before I start to go to the phones, because people feel very strongly yeah. about this. Um, does I'm he sure. feel, does he feel the same way you do? I don't know. We haven't, oh. like I said, we haven't had any inappropriate conversations. We haven't had like, there is not a single conversation that we've had that I wouldn't be able to tell my husband about. My husband knows that we've been talking. He knows the last time that we talked. Like, I'm completely honest with him. I just haven't told mm. him that I've been having these feelings. Okay, so let's not like, say that you've been it. completely honest with your husband, because you haven't. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, Haley, good morning. You are on the Burt Show. Good morning. Um, yeah, so this didn't happen to me, uh, but my ex is mom did this situation. So she was remarried to her second husband. So she had two kids prior. They were young teenagers. Um, and she had a daughter with this man. And she was about eight years old at the time. And her high school sweetheart reached out. They started having a relationship over the internet. And then she decided that she wanted that life and didn't tell all of her kids or her husband at the time. She embezzled about 40 grand. She lived in England. Um, to start a new life together in Mexico, and they still live in Mexico, and she's blacklisted from returning to Britain without being uh, arrested. <laughs> and she never regretted it, it seems, but she did become estranged to all her kids, except for one. Uh, my ex ended up coming back and making things nice with his mom, but that's the only connection she has now with that family. Wow. I feel like I want to put you on hold and start a screenplay. Right? Wow. I want this thing on Netflix immediately. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. Mike says, I'm completely wrong. I'm completely wrong. It's more complicated than that. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Uh, I'm sorry. Hey, Bert um, and everybody. I, I don't... Let me stress by saying, I'm not saying that her feelings are wrong. I'm not going to sit here and condemn her for having the feelings that she's having. What I am going to say is the fact that she's not telling her husband the fact that she has feelings for this guy. And she claims he doesn't know if, she, if he does. And that may be true. Maybe she hasn't asked him or he hasn't in tone. But both of them are married. It's emotional infidelity. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the fact that she, she acknowledges this but doesn't want to stop it, that shows that if she says she's feeling some guilt, there's your answer. If you feel bad about it and 
then then there's your answer. I'm not I'm not shamier because you know, but you know, feelings are feelings. But when you know, when you feel that I'm doing something wrong, and it's like you said, she hasn't told her husband everything. She's not being a hundred percent honest. But this man also has other has kids of his own, and is married. Do you really want to to try to tear something up that you're not a hundred percent sure of, just because you're having feelings again of something that was good until you messed it up? It sounds more like rose covered flashes. I appreciate you calling, Mike. Thank you. Um, you know, I've said this a whole bunch of different times. Infidelities are are just a series of choices. Right. So you got a choice to make right now. And the choice that you're going in on is I'm going to continue to text this guy, which is going to lead you to infidelity. So it doesn't just accidentally happen. You're making choices right now. So you got to make some choices. I personally think you should be honest with your husband now. And I think that'll give you some clarity a little bit more on what you should do moving forward. But I do think this is something that he should know if you are considering uh, continuing to speak to your ex. Yeah, I think you're seeing the relationship that ended because of your mistake with a little bit of rose colored glasses. I I would put this to bed and, and stick with the person that you committed your life to. Same. There is something that is not fulfilling you with your husband. Clearly. I think the first thing you do today is you go online, you find yourself a therapist or an online therapist and get to that issue. And then don't even think about the ex anymore. All right. You're making choices right now today. Okay. Okay. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the input. All right. Bye-bye. It's a The Bird Show. Uh, You know what we didn't do earlier that we should get to right now is our follow-up Thursday here. Um, Because you remember this. Let's go back to Halloween. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was when her child came home and... There was another kid on the block that was stealing her candy and Mm -hmm. said, look, you haven't even been in this neighborhood long enough, so I'm stealing your candy. So let's find out what happened today because it is follow-up Thursday. And this one came in from Kimberly. She says, whatever happened with the woman whose daughter's candy was taken by the neighbor's older kid? Her daughter came home after trick-or-treating, upset, saying that the neighbor's daughter took her candy and was told uh, that she was new and doesn't deserve the candy or something like that. So what has happened? All right, so if you remiss this, this what originally happened just this past year, obviously right after Halloween, Brittany's daughter went trick-or-treating with a friend whose mom took her, um, which was a very nice thing for her to do. Her daughter returned home upset, claiming the other child took half of her candy. So we helped Brittany address the situation with the other mom via texting tutor. The mom didn't believe her child stole the candy. Instead, she suggested maybe Brittany's daughter dropped her candy along the way. Brittany wasn't settling for that response, and neither were we. So we helped her set up an in-person meeting where they could discuss the situation further with the kids present. Uh, We need to know how that meeting went. Well, I guess my goal of making and keeping friends in the neighborhood isn't off to the best start. We did end up getting together that afternoon with both of our daughters. Mine seemed nervous to even go to their house, which I took as a bad sign. When we got there, their daughter was already acting rudely towards mine and wouldn't speak to her. My daughter clung to me the entire time. The first thing that was said came from the other mom, directed at my daughter. She asked, sweetie, where do you leave all your candy from Halloween? My daughter glanced at their daughter and replied, I don't know. They kept questioning her and all of her answers were, I don't know. So I asked their daughter if she knew what had happened to the candy. She said she didn't know and suggested that my daughter must have given it away to other kids or lost it. Then my daughter spoke up and said, I gave it to you because you told me to. Their daughter denied it, claiming she hadn't asked for any since she had her own candy. It was a back and forth that seemed to be getting nowhere. It was clear to me what had happened and that my daughter was telling the truth. 
Unfortunately, the other mom's response was dismissive. Well, I don't think we're going to get anywhere with this. There are always three sides to every story. Then she got up to walk us to the door. It was an incredibly cold interaction. We left and my daughter was upset. I told her that I believed her and that I was sorry it all happened. I offered to buy her more candy, but she didn't seem interested. So I'm not really sure how to make it better. So I think based on the story that Kristen told earlier this morning, I think that Kristen, you have to get in touch with this listener to make cookies or some baked goods for this parent. The one that has the kid that stole the candy? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) She poisoned her neighbors, and I think you should do the same here. I did not poison my neighbors. She almost killed a four-year-old. Four-year-old. It was <laughs> It was close. <laughs> was a close call. She got away with it. I, it was a close call. Look, I mean, what are you going to, you can't do anything here. Mm-hmm. I mean, but now you know what you're dealing with going forward is she's just one of those parents that, ah, oh, my kid is an angel. That would never happen. Three sides, every story. Shut up. Well, and, and at least this, <laughs> this mom with her daughter, her daughter knows that her mom's going to have her back, mm-hmm. that she believes her, she's going to stick up for her, and that she can always come to her and tell her whatever. Yeah, I guess at this point, it's just about protecting your daughter now that you realize what's really going on because you're never going to get through to that parent or that family Mm -hmm. whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even though the whole situation sucks, I really do think your daughter is going to look back on this situation and she's going to remember that you believed her. Obviously, like, you can't control other people. Crappy stuff is going to happen all the time, but I think this is really going to be a huge developmental thing for her growing up, knowing that she can come to you with stuff because you're not going to assume that she was lying or in the wrong, she's going to remember that you believed her. For sure. The Bird Show.